0: Good morning, happy Sabbath. Always, even if it's afternoon, but it's good to say good morning. I'm so glad and I want to give thanks to the Lord who allowed us to be among the living today again. I didn't expect to see even this number of people when I went out this morning. But thank God that I see I, we have a big number than the people who were in the ark of Noah. Yes. <laughs> and um, I want to say thank you for the leadership of Brooklyn and uh, the people of Brooklyn in general for allowing me the second time again to stand before you. Uh, Is always the honor to me and the opportunity when I get a time to share the word of god with god's people so i don't take it for granted and because of that always i believe that god has used all human beings to take the message to human beings and because of that i'm glad to be in front of you today to communicate the message of heaven to my fellow believers and the travelers to the kingdom of God. Thank you very much, Isaac. Oh, he's back there. Thank you for uh, the special music. Thank you. Always before I speak, the special music to me is like a preparation. It's like when someone is preparing a soup to go with any kind of food before I stand to speak. So may the Lord bless you. And, you know, I don't really have a good voice to sing, but I believe the day we get in heaven, I'm really going to sing. Because I love singing. My, my friend Eskia knows about that. I love singing. Uh, thank you, Brother Gregory, for the Sabbath school. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. And before I forget, I'm glad also to see my father-in-law. This is my father-in-law, Nicholas Wheat. So, before I left this morning and my wife is telling me, say, you know, dad is coming to be with you in Brooklyn because uh, other places are close. I say, oh, praise the Lord. And lo and behold, when I was sitting back there, I saw him coming. So, uh, may God bless you to join us today here in Brooklyn. Uh, I'm not going to keep you long, but before I start, I want to remind you Very important stuff which happened before Moses left the children of Israel when God gave him the call to go up to the mountain to lay his life down. These are the people he suffered with them for 40 years. He loved them and he cared for them. Few months ago or maybe a couple years ago, he just buried his sister, Miriam, and then he buried his brother, Aaron. And when the sting of that kind of loss was still within him, he got a message from God. He said, it's your time to be collected to your people. So speak to the children of Israel and give them the last message you have and I need you to come up to the mountain because you're not going back. Uh, Go with me quickly to the book of Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy. Yeah. And we go to the book of uh, Deuteronomy, and I'm going to read 32, verse 49. The book of Deuteronomy Something important, I want to make a foundation before we go to our, our message today. Deuteronomy, I said 32, 32, and verse is 49. We start from 49. The message says, Get thee up into the mountain Abiram, unto Mouth Nabal, which is in the land of Moab, that is over against Jericho. And behold, the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel for a possession. Fifty. And die in the mount whither thou goest. So then, after Moses is getting this message, the Lord is telling him, To give his last speech to the children of Israel. Now, I'm not going to dwell in that speech, but I'm going to dwell into the benediction that Moses gave. And I want you to jump on 33, the same book, Deuteronomy 33, and look at verse 26 to 29. 26 to 29. There is none like unto the God of Jeshurun, who rideth upon the heaven in thy health, and in his excellence on the sky. The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. And he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee, and shall say, Destroy them. 28, Israel then shall dwell in safety alone. The fountain of Jacob shall be upon a land of corn and wine. Also his heavens shall drop down dew. 29, harp at thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee, O people saved by the Lord, the shield of thy help and who is the sword of thy excellence, and thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee, and thou shalt tread upon their high places. This was the benediction of Moses. And this was the last message he gave to his people that he loved. Now, My real point is dwelt upon the name he called them Jeshurun. When I was looking in the dictionary, Jeshurun is something that someone can call a girlfriend or a wife. Jeshurun is the name of affection. When Moses was talking to the children of Israel, the spirit of God rested upon him. And he was talking to the children of Israel, showing them how much they were loved by the God of their salvation. God is telling his people that they're the best choice he got in this planet than anything he can talk about. That's the name Jeshurun. Why am I giving you this story? Today I'm going to speak about the value, the great value that God has given to his people as a church. We are coming to very close to the end of this planet. We are very close to the end of this planet. And the Spirit of God moved me today to speak about your value. When I will be speaking here, I need you to think of you as an individual. Now, when we sit like this, we are the church. But I need you to see how much God has entrusted in you as a member of this church. And when we come together as a group, how much God has invested in you and in me. Moses mentioning the name Jeshua, remember this name was mentioned as a collective name, is a valued stuff. And I need you to remember there is something us as a church, as a people of God, we may forget. But God never forgets. His purpose for this church is still as strong as the day he put Adam and Eve in the garden. Even when they sinned and he pulled them out, he kept showing his importance and the value of this planet every time reminding his people the position he has given them as a people. Until the day He will come to deliver us to His eternal life. The eternal life that He is going to give us after the sin is destroyed. We were looking today at the investigative judgment in our Sabbath school, and this is going on now. God is already sifting this church to be pure so we can go and accomplish what He wants us to accomplish. And let me tell you, if you open your eyes closely, you will see that somewhere and somehow this church is going to be divided into two groups. And we are already divided. We have the people who are pulling the chariot back to Babylon or back to Egypt. When you hear the north country or to the south, is talking about Egypt or Babylon. And what you find there is idol worship. That's the origin of the idol worship. And then we will have one group which is pulling the chariot to the banner of Jesus to the kingdom of heaven. And that's why the sifting will be important. And when the sifting is done, what is going to remain, brother Ronnie, is going to remain the true remnant. And no one will shake that group of people. And this is what I'm talking about to you today. That Moses, when he was living, God filled him with the spirit. And when he spoke, He spoke the message from the Lord. He told Israel, you are the Jeshurun. Jeshurun, the beloved of God. One day, your Lord will tell you, stand up and destroy. Now, I don't want to go ahead of myself because I'm coming to that portion. Uh, Before now, I go back to the message of Matthew that my brother just read here. The book of Matthew 11, Matthew 11, where we speak now about John the Baptist and Elias. There's connection there. We see Elias, who is Elijah. Again, we see John the Baptist. And before we jump in there, uh, let's have a word of prayer. Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Again, we come before you to say thank you for the opportunity of worship. And we call upon your presence to be with us here and also be with the people who are worshiping now at home because of the weather. Allow your Holy Spirit to speak to us today and allow our ears and our hearts to be open to hear the message. Prepare us for the hour and the day that is coming for us to lift you up and to show up that we have known you. And you have been with us from the beginning to the end. In Jesus' name we pray. amen. 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 So, if Moses called Israel Jeshurun, guess what? You are the Jeshurun of today. You are the Jeshurun of today. The very best of the vessel that God can have in this planet. In the book of Matthew, this was Jesus himself speaking of John the Baptist. This message of Jesus came after John the Baptist in his heart failing in prison. He had sent two of his disciples to ask Jesus, go and speak to him. Is he the one who we say he's coming or we should wait for someone else? Say the burden of the prison was on his shoulders, and sometimes God's people, know, sometimes they lose hope. Mm-hmm. It's okay sometimes to lose hope, but it's not okay to be hopeless. So John said, "Uh uh-uh, let me send two of my disciples. And when they went there, they asked Jesus. Everybody's listening, and Jesus didn't rush to give the answer. He said, can you have a seat? And when he finished to do all the ministry of the day, he said, now go back to John and tell him what you have heard and what you have seen. And when they had left... This is what Jesus was now speaking about John the Baptist. And this is how he ended up from John uh, Matthew 11, uh, verse 11 to uh, 15. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there has no reason a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Let's jump quickly. Verse 14. And if you will receive it, this is Elias, which was for to come. There was a promise. There was a promise in the book of Malachi. Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. What was the promise? Let's go quickly to the book of Malachi. Malachi... In the book of Malachi, Mm -hmm. and you read with me in uh, chapter four, Malachi is just behind Matthew. Mm -hmm. Malachi chapter four, uh, chapter four, verse five and six. There was a promise, behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet Mm -hmm. before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with curse. There was a promise that the children of Israel knew that before Jesus comes to this planet at the first time, Elias will come, or Elijah. Jesus is telling the people who are listening right there, he say, if you don't know, John the Baptist is Elijah. And I believe some of them they were like, really? Now I need you to know that this prophecy that was given by Zechariah was a multi-purpose prophecy. This coming of Elijah does not stop by John. Before Jesus started His ministry, is going also to happen before the second coming of Jesus, and uh, I want to I want to take you quickly to see how this was really uh, was really accomplished in the book of uh, Desire of Ages. I want to take you to where Mm -hmm. Ellen G. White speaks about the life of John Mm -hmm. and to show that the message that John was bringing, John was just a representative of a group of people that God will have at the end of time. And this group of people is his church. That they will give the message out there. But my point really is dedicated to what was the message. What was the message? Because if we see Elijah. And then we jump, we go, we see John the Baptist. And then we jump, today we need to see the Brooklyn church. What is the message? What is the message? What is God planning to allow the Brooklyn Church to take out there to the planet? It may seem today like, and this Ellen White speaks a lot about that, like we are doing nothing. Nothing really is happening. Common people, people, Some of us, when you look at us, we are really struggling sometimes with life in one way or the other. And if someone comes like the way we are sitting here, it's like, what are they really going to do? But I need to remind you today, God has a plan that will surprise the whole planet. And that plan is going to be accomplished by you and me so before before i go here i'm trying to skip a lot of stuff here as i said i don't want to keep you long but before we go there let me let me let me take you who was elijah and what was the message of elijah what was the significance of the message of elijah first of all elijah was not from the tribes of Israel. Have you ever known that? He was a stranger who was wandering up and down in the mountains of Gilead. But when Elijah's spread the message of God to his people Israel he took God in positive way to the point that he clinged to the message of the living God and he became the prophet to rebuke the nation of Israel in the days of apostasy so Elijah was a God's prophet who lived in the northern kingdom of Israel during the reign of Ahab and you know the story of Ahab. You can go back to your Bible and read the book of First Kings chapter 18. You hear from there the story of Ahab and how Ahab married to Jezebel. And Jezebel, since Jezebel was from the idol worshippers, then the influence of Jezebel came to the house of the king. And the house of the king was corrupted. And from the influence of the king, the whole nation was taken down to the idol worship. Amen. Here comes Elijah mm-hmm. with the message of lifting up the worship of the true God. Mm-hmm. And now from that point, I want you to remember the same situation The spiritual condition which happened in the days of Elijah is happening today. And God is looking for people who can change that before Jesus comes. The time before Jesus was born, the devil, by using the leaders of Israel, The message of God was still in the land, but it was distorted to the point that people were not ready to receive Jesus. That's why John the Baptist was to come in the spirit of Elijah. To clear the way. Thank you. To make everything straight. Why? Because if that was not done Jesus will come And there was no one to receive him Now I'm taking you from Elijah In the days of Ahab I'm taking you to John In the days of Pharisees And Sadducees Now I'm taking the church of Brooklyn To the time Just before the second coming Is accomplished Out there People are dying. People are dying. And every time when there is a need in this planet, let me tell you, God has a group of people already prepared, sharpened like knives to cut anything so the message of God can reach to his people. And this is what God is going to do with the value he had put in the people in Brooklyn and all the church members in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. When, When Jesus was about to be born, when Jesus was about to be born, God needed Joseph as his stepfather to take care of him. And when Jesus was dying on the cross, God knew His disciples will not have power to take him down to the grave. He had Joseph from Arimathea to take him to the grave. Don't think it was happening by chance. It was a schedule from heaven for those people to be in place for that particular time. When this planet is sinking now with the teachings of superstition out there. Have you ever known that the teaching of superstition, the teaching of people who died years ago, coming back now, speaking to people, is swiping the world out there? And Ellen G.Y. speaks that when superstition and the Sunday worship will cling together and confuse the whole planet, then we are coming to the close of probation of this land. A couple of days ago, my brother called me from the people I knew back home in Tanzania. One friend of ours died around five years ago, and his sister is the believer of the Seventh-day Adventist church. Listen to this story. One evening when he was cro- uh, she was crossing a little creek, it's just like a small creek, before they go to the village where my brother lives, he saw his, uh, she saw his brother who died five years ago, and that's a friend of ours. Okay. And the brother said, hey, sister. She opened the eyes, she said, hey. He said, oh, let's sit down here and get some conversation. So they were sitting on a little rock just on the side of the road for two hours talking. Huh. And when she left, she went straight to my brother. She said, Philomone, he say, what? He said, I just met your friend down there. And Philomone said, which one? He said, you know my brother who died? He said, uh-uh. Don't say, he said, right down here. in, the, in the, Just around the river down there. Oh my and we had sat down. We were talking for two hours. And my brother is telling him, "We say." You need to pray, because you know the dead knows nothing. Do you know know that she changed the color of her face? She said, listen, if you are not going to accept that I was speaking to my brother, and you tell me, he said, you are Seventh-day Adventist. You know about this. And you know this is the message which will swipe the whole world, because the devil is trying to show that the dead can come and speak to us. And let me tell you what they are doing. Let me tell you what they are doing. They are coming back to confirm to you that whatever the Bible is saying is not true. true. What God said is not true. And then when they come back, they are telling them some teachings that they are not in harmony with the word of God. And it's easy for people to believe and say, this is my brother. So my brother called me and said, we need to pray for that young lady Because after they told her that was not your brother, she left the church. Oh, Father. She said, if this church cannot accept that our beloved who died years ago, they can come and talk to us. I have nothing to do with this church. This is what is happening out there. On, Let me tell you, big leaders of this planet... They are leading us by getting information and direction from the spirits of the dead. Mm. And this is why God has a people for this time. And I want to remind the Brooklyn people, you are one of them. There is a message we need to take out there. Mm -hmm. To convince people. That the promise of people and the truth of the word of God stands firm forever. They have already shaken the foundation of this planet by planting lies and uprooting the truth. And God is looking and is counting on you and me. So, I, I, I sometimes I feel like I don't know what to live and what. All right. So I'm taking you quickly now to the book of Desire Wages. Um, if you have this book, it's uh, page 99 to 102. That's where we'll find that. Okay. And for this book I have here, if you have this book, I believe I got this book right from this church here. Is page 61. Page 61, and I'm going to read for you. Just to show you that I need you when you pray home remember this promise is for you and for me god had elijah in the days of ahab god had john the baptist in the days of jesus and god is having you and me today and we will have something special to do do we have power to do that no we don't have it do we have a strength do we have a wisdom no last time when I was speaking here, the sign of the new heart, I told you, you have nothing to do to clean your heart. What you need is to be available to Jesus. Make sure you are ready when the voice of Jesus is speaking to you. So in the book of Desire of Ages, for this one is page 61, this is what it says. As a prophet, John was to turn the hearts of the fathers To the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the lord in preparing the way for christ's first advent don't forget that now i'm coming he was a representative of those who are to prepare a people for our lord's second coming The world is given to self-indulgence. Errors and fables abound. Satan's snares for destroying souls are multiplied. All who would perfect holiness in the fear of God must learn the lesson of temperance and self-control. Desire wages. So the devil knows that Jesus is about to come. How am I going to turn the minds of people to the other side? Is to make sure they don't trust anything the word of God says. Now, God is coming. He said, Brooklyn, open your eyes. Because I'm about to do something that I'm going to involve you. Because of the value, the great value that I have already put in you. You don't have to prepare anything. When I need you to go, I will tell you where to go. When I need you to say, I will tell you what to say. And I will show you in which ground I need you to stand. So, what is our great value today? Is the truth we have. That's the value. In the book of uh, Isaiah, in the book of Isaiah, go with me quickly to the book of Isaiah. Mm-hmm. In the book of Isaiah, mm-hmm. book of Isaiah, chapter 2, Isaiah chapter 2, Isaiah chapter 2, we're going to read verse 2 and 3. Isaiah chapter 2, Verse 2 and verse 3. It says, And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. Three. Three. And many people shall go and say, Come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. If you read the book of Micah chapter 4 verse 1 and 2. You find the same message that Isaiah is talking about. What is he talking about? The mountain of the Lord shall be lifted up on top of other hills. He's talking about the church of God. He's talking about the group which will stand just for God it will be lifted up more than other churches. Don't worry about what is happening in Roman Catholic Church. Don't worry about what happened in Jehovah Witness. Don't worry about the lie they're trying to spread everywhere. Don't worry about anything. Worry about are you ready to get the message to go to counterfeit what all other mountains are destroying out there. That's what God wants from us. And this is the value that God has put to his church today. And because people are dying out there, God is going again to quicken. That message is used by the power of the Holy Spirit that God is going again to give life. Because the message of death is going everywhere. And the Spirit of people to accept the message of salvation is dying. God is preparing you and me to go with the message of quickening, making alive again. And this will happen quickly if we realize that value that is already within us. Mm Jeshurun, the best of the lords in the planet. That's the meaning of Jeshurun. What are we going to prepare? What are we really going to prepare? If John was turning the hearts of the children to their fathers and the fathers to the children, what is the really meaning of this message? What's wrong with the hearts of the children that they have to be turned to their fathers? What's the wrong of the hearts of the fathers turned to the children? What is the meaning in this package? In the book of Amos, chapter 4. Go with me to the book of Amos, chapter 4. In the book of Amos, chapter 4. And... uh, something that I like to see in the book of Amos chapter 4 these small books of, of Old Testament sometimes they give me hard time to open quickly Ah, oh, the book of Amos chapter 4 verse 12 Amos chapter 4 verse 12 there is a message there that God is speaking to Israel, but I want to put in your ears today. For 12, this is how he reads. He said, therefore, thus will I do unto thee, O Israel. And because I will do this unto thee, prepare to meet thy God, O Israel. Now, Amos didn't say, what is he doing? He just said, I'm going to do this. And because I will do this to you, now get ready to meet your Lord. What is he going to do? Now go quickly to Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1. What is he going to do? In Jeremiah chapter 1, we can find the answer that God is telling Jeremiah when he called Jeremiah to be a prophet when he was a little boy. What is he going to do to his people? Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 10. And this is how he reads. They say say. Hmm. See. I have this day set thee over the nations. And over the kingdoms. To root out. And to pull down. to And to destroy. And to throw down. To build. And to plant. Now. I need you to pay attention to three things. At the first that God is telling Jeremiah to do. Before. He can plant. He is telling him. That. He is going to be on top of nations. He is going to give him power. He is going to build him like an iron. Mm-hmm. And first of all, what he's going to do to the kingdoms, he is going to root out. That's why I told you don't worry about what other churches are doing out there, because you and me, we are going to root out. That's what Amos is saying. I'm, do, I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to give you the power that you don't have. So when we go out there, first of all, we are going to root out from whatever the kingdoms are doing. And then we are going to pull down. Whatever is lifted up, which is not in harmony with the word of God, we are going to pull down. And then to destroy Do you remember something in connection with what Moses was telling Jeshurun? Was telling the children of Israel? He said that one day your Lord will tell you, get up and destroy. That's the connection there. And then he said, and to throw down. After we root up, we pull down and we destroy, we throw down after every lie out there is rooted up, destroyed, and put down, then we are going to build and we are going to plant. And in closing, this message today, I need to share with you what are we going to plant in the people who have believed for hundreds of years That Sunday is the day of worship. How are you going to change the minds of the people who have believed that the dead can come and speak to them? This is now where we come to that message of Elijah the message that we are not going to flinch our eyes when we speak to the kings and the princes. What are we going to build that God is going to put water himself by the Holy Spirit for these people to receive in one day and have the treasure in their heart like they were preached for hundred years? Amen. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? In the book of Early Writings, page 7-1, Early Writings, page 71. Our message will have the power. If you will forget all that I said, I will need you to remember this. That in the power God is going to put in his people. Ellen G. White speaks in Early Writings, page 71. That we are going to have the power to prepare people who will live without a mediator when jesus will leave the most holy place in heaven we need the people who will have power to go through the time of trouble before the second coming of jesus people who will have the backbone to stand just for the message they will hear from you and from me that when this planet will be shaken they will go through the time of trouble Jesus has already left as a high priest in that room pleading for the sins of people this time will be a very high trying time we are going to prepare the planet to stand for that time and this is what it says live in the sight of the Lord without a high priest, in the sanctuary through the time of trouble. That is the first thing that we are going to do. Second, those who receive the soul of the living God and are protected in the time of trouble must reflect the image of Jesus fully. We are going to prepare the people to reflect the character of Jesus. That is not a small thing to do. And let me tell you, you don't have the power. I don't have it. We will have to receive it from the Lord. That's why in the book of Amos he says, I'll do this to you. And because I'm going to do that, get ready to see your Lord. We are going to reflect the character of Jesus before he comes to take us home. And we have to take that message out there. Because before they can join us, they will have to reflect fully the character of Jesus. Praise the Lord. I'm waiting for that time. That's the message of Elijah. That's the message that we are going to rebuke. Listen to me. When this message comes out, there is no one who will have power to stand and refute it. They will look at you. They will know that they have no message that can counterfeit that. That's true. No one can twist that message right or left. It will be a straight message. The last thing, there's a lot of stuff, but I prepared three of them the spotless robes you are not going to have reflecting the character of Jesus and then you are robbed. It looks spot no purified character from seen by the blood of sprinkling it will give us through the grace of God our the diligent effort to say no to sin Diligent effort. Now, let me tell you, Jesus is true. Jesus died for us, but it is our responsibility to have a backbone and say no to sin. And this is the message we are going to take out there. Now, you are not going to give if you don't have it. That's why Jesus say, "You receive it freely, give it freely." That's what it means we are going to have something that when the world looks at you they said i need that we want it and the lord said destroy what all the life which was planted in these people is your time to root it up then say they must be conquerors in the battle with evil while the investigative judgment is going forward in heaven while the sins of penitent believers are being removed from the sanctuary, there is to be a special work of purification, of putting away of sin among God's people upon earth. We have to have the true and clear mind what is sin and what is righteousness, and choose sin the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Uh, In closing, I want to read one quotation. One quotation. One more quotation. This is a small book here. Maranatha. The Lord is Coming by Ellen G. White. It's a devotional book. It's a very nice book. If you have it, you can see what I'm going to read. Page 333. Page 333. Thirty-three. something that I thought is better for me to share with you before I close today uh, on the first paragraph we say if the church will put on the robe of Christ's righteousness mm-hmm. withdrawing from all allegiance with the world there is before her the dawn of a bright and glorious day praise the lord Amen. god is talking to us in a lo- in, in a deep and eloquent language if he's not forcing he say we will have a dawn of a bright and glorious day god's promise to her will stand fast forever truth passing by those who despise and reject it, will triumph. Although at times apparently retarded, its progress has never been checked. Endowed with divine energy, it will cut its way through the strongest barriers Mm -hmm. and triumph over every obstacle. If... We will cling to the promise of Jesus as a church. There is a dawn of bright and glorious day. From the days Adam fell and was kicked out from the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. And God set up the plan of redemption and shared that plan to his people. The devil has worked in with all his effort to cut the chain of the plan of redemption. This book is telling me he said the truth have never been checked. He never made it. There is a connection from that time to the day Jesus will come to take his saints home. Now the time of Elijah, Elijah or Elias is gone. The time of John the Baptist is gone. The chain is connecting to us today. Is our time today to stand and grab that message and tell the Lord we are ready to go for you. Amen. The only plea I want to give you is say let all remember that God is holy and that none but whole beings Can ever dwell in his presence. If we want to be. In that bright and shining light. Which will take out. The living. Wicked. We have to be holy. We have to stand before him. Prepared. By receiving his word. And exchanging it for nothing. Because of the value. The great value that Jesus has put in his church. Seventh-day Adventist church. And in his church as individuals. You can put your name there. The great value God has put in Nicholas Wheat, The great value God has put in Gregory. And all the rest that I cannot remember your names by heart. Brother Ronnie. The great value God put in you. He said, when you stand with that message, no one can stand and stop you. May God bless us and God prepare us for that hour because it's not far from where we are standing today. May the Lord be with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.